Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sweet potato in general. Now, there is no, one no, thing. No, 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 hold on. You get some brown sugar and butter in that bad boy. Well, I mean, I've had it and it's tolerable, but whether <gasps> I like it or David. not is not, a, is not a thing. But Who here's the thing. are you? When it comes to sweet potatoes, there's only one thing that I love that's made with sweet potatoes, and that's sweet potato chips. Never had those. Uh, Never had sweet potato. Have I had those? Like, I've had those. Like ruffle style potato chips. I don't know. I've told I've, I've had those before. They good. They real good. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Uh, crap, that's not how we start this thing. Hello, and welcome to the A&D Show. I'm David. I'm Austin. And it is another week and another day, and it's time for another episode of the A&D Show. And we, Austin, we've got a great episode today. We've been we've been uh, teasing this episode for quite some time, and it's been an episode, interestingly enough, that's been in development for... Much uh, like our topic, it's yeah, also been in development. For uh, several months. Because we are going to talk about uh, a trip we went on recently that led to this conversation um, that we still haven't had yet because we've been saving it for the podcast. So that trip, let's just back up a little bit. Back into the year of our Lord, 2018. 18. <laughs> we uh, went on a trip. 2018. What? That's what I said. 18. 19. That's 2018. That's okay. Continue. <laughs> I was about to call for the editor to roll that clip back. For we the don't listener, have an editor. But I'm the editor, and I don't want to have to go back and do no. that. So probably won't. Um, anyway, so back in the year of our Lord, 2018, uh, we went to Indianapolis. We took a group of of lively young adults. Fun people. Fun people. Fun people. Some of which listen to this podcast, most of which do not. <laughs> They're lost. Uh, and we, we went to uh, Indianapolis, and we just had a great... It was a, it was during the month of December, so it was a Christmassy shopping excursion. Um, but what we didn't realize was that the mall we ended up at in Indianapolis, actually within that mall, there was a Tesla dealership. So once we found this out, Naturally, we made a beeline. Yes, because uh, Tesla is a is a we're huge fans of Tesla, right? And maybe not Elon Musk per se, but his work is excellent. Um, All the great so ones are much weird. so that we have reached out to them to I be asked a sponsor for, several times. To, to, to be honest, I've I've asked for free cars for sponsorship <laughs> at least I said, twice. Listen, now. I will do some uh, some video reviews. We'll do if you just at give, least if you one give episode me of and podcast, David. Uh, uh, series threes, which are having issues right now, so that's another. Yeah, but I'll even listen. Test if you listen. Even one of the broken ones, even ones that are busted. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want that because as long as as long as the battery range has about like a hundred miles on it, I'll be fine. It's still valuable. I'll get to a you. new battery later. But uh, so we've actually reached out to Tesla uh, and to Elon directly. I believe is what you did. You, I you did. tweeted him directly. So. Uh, with not much luck yet, but we're holding out hope. Yeah, we'll do what <laughs> but, we can. Basically, what happened was we went to the Tesla factory and were just almost literally drooling all over these cars. Because for those of you listeners that have never seen or perhaps even never heard of a Tesla Motors uh, automobile, 
They are a feat of engineering. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous looking. They are very, very comfortable and cozy, which we're going we're gonna to get into. Like, some why of can't those I details. get one of those cars like with like that look on the inside, but just for like like with twelve gas. bucks? Well, that too, because they they just I don't <clears> know. the sharp. They just look so good on the inside. They, they look great on the See, inside. Good, good on the outside. I'm a sucker. Like, like, like. I don't get to go car shopping often, but when I do. And Haley can vouch for this. One of the first things that I look at is I want, I want to see the dash cluster. How does the dash look? Mm-hmm. How does the center console look? Yep. I want to know what those things, how those are laid out. Do I like the the, the layout of it? Do, does it look techy enough for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I drive an Elantra, so I don't get those features. Nope. But, uh, you know, when, when, when I bought her a car, one of the first things I looked at was the dash cluster and the, yeah. and the center console. For me, there are two things that I look at. Um, and it's more of a one of them is a look at one of them is a look at with my behind because one of the most important things to me is how does the seat feel right do you tush you know what i'm saying everybody out there can resonate with how we much get, it we, stinks to we drive can get a you one of those like 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 taxi driver like beaded seat covers nope those are actually really comfortable that doesn't sound good to me Spo- at all spoiler alert those are very comfortable you'd be surprised i in my in a past life i was also a taxi driver so you believe in... Not true. It was my grandma. My grandma had a truck back in the day, and I borrowed it one day. She had one of those beaded, beaded seat covers I was on say, the seat. I think... Um, very cozy and comfortable. They're very, very, very comfortable. I think reincarnation is a topic for another episode. <laughs> I'm not Hindu. <laughs> but for me, personally, um, one of the most important things, because I don't necessarily, at this point in my life, I don't necessarily drive a ton. I do drive. I have a commute to work every day that's... Roughly 45 minutes round trip. Um, and then I do drive. I've got several friends that live uh, in town about an hour and a half away, one way, or hour 45, depending on how you drive. Um, and, you know, so I do that, and I do a little bit of driving. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't say I do an excessive amount like I used to. But even the little bit of driving that I do in my car, and I've got a, I've got a lovely car. It's a, it's a, an Impala and it's of the it's, 2008 it's variety. It's very, it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable. It's very spacious. It handles well. It's nice and quiet, runs good, but the driver's seat, um, let me just explain to you why the seat is a huge deal to me because in my current vehicle, the driver's seat has a, what's called lower lumbar support. Uh, lower lumbar support for those of you don't, that don't know, maybe you're not driving or maybe you haven't got a car that's got this or you're just not educated, whatever the case may be. Uh, lower lumbar support is a handle on the, if you're in the driver's seat, it should be on the left hand side, just at the hip area. And when you twist this little handle or you pump this lever, it'll actually increase the, uh, resistance or do like some kind of a bump in the lower back area of your seat to give your back some support while you're sitting there, which is wonderful. Right. Mine has that, believe it or not. It's nice. Really? It's a nice feature, except that it's broken. Because oh. apparently the previous owner, because I bought it used, uh, twice used actually, the previous owner or owners cranked that thing so hard and were apparently much larger a person than I am. And when they would sit in it, it actually, what happened is the back, if you were to open the back of the seat and look at the back of the car or the back seat of the back of the seat, it would show you that the lower lumbar support is literally an, uh, just a trapezoidal-shaped piece of metal, like a bar like this, right. that when you crank on it, it literally just twists it into the back of the seat against this kind of like Teflon runner that basically just pooches out the bottom end of the no. back of your seat into your back. And it works well, but 
because of the design of it and because of the um, apparently it wasn't rated for the size of people that were using it before I got it. Of course. It basically broke the mechanism. And so it does work, but only for about 12 seconds and then it'll pop. And then it's basically like you're sitting with your back over an empty hole. That's always good. That, that, that'll help. Yeah. And so for me, I've got some, some back issues and, and what ends up happening is if I drive for any length of time after I get out of the car... I have to stay standing or lay flat on the ground for about 15 or 20 minutes Love it. to get my back to straighten back out. Probably and accurate. it is exhausting yeah. and horrible. And it also, the other deal is, so that's why seats are a big deal to me. The other, the other thing for me that's very important are, is, the, is the windshield. One of the things I can't stand about my car is the fact that the windshield, where the top of the where the roof meets the windshield, is actually so low, and I'm a very very tall person, right. you know, uh, and I'm I'm tall from the waist up more than I am from the waist down, and so most of my height is from my belt line to the top of my head, which is more than half my 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 height, right? So I'm sitting there, and the way the roof line runs. If I don't slouch significantly in my seat, the, the roof line actually comes so far down that I can't see cars in front of me. Really? It comes so far down that all I can see is my hood and the road, but I can't see the horizon, and I have to slouch in my seat, which makes the... which if, Even if I had an effective lower lumbar support system, it would make it useless because I have to slouch so much that my back doesn't even touch it. Because the windshield comes Surprises down. Surprises me. It's such a short windshield that Man, it just bothers me. But anyway, so those are the first two things. And that was one of the things that I loved when I saw these Teslas. First of all, and you can attest to this, because you sat in the car after I did or maybe before. They were cozy. Yeah, it was literally like some kind of... the hand of God yeah. wrapped around your cradling, body saying, you know what? Cradling your backside. You. It was great. Yeah. The only thing it lacked was um, literally being in heaven. <laughs> it was great. It was an incredible... And the material, it was made of this really super fine grain leather. They're very soft. and Very, very soft and breathable. Supple. And just, just, yeah, supple is a good word. A bit of a disgusting word, but a good word. Supple. And then the other thing that I noticed that I really loved uh, was the fact that the windshield on the Tesla Model X, the SUV version, starts way out above the dash, mm-hmm. like any normal car, but it actually comes all the way up and wraps behind your head, over the top of your head. I can be down with that. So when you look up, you can actually, from the driver's seat, look up through the windshield and see the sky. And it's just, just giant curved panel glass windscreen, and it's incredible. I can be down with that. Not to mention, you got your 50-inch plasma TV sitting there yeah. nestled in the middle of the dash. So right. nice. You know, but... That that brings me to the idea of where is auto technology going? You know, you know, ten years ago, mm-hmm. well, more than ten years ago, because I, I so the first car that I had with, that I had with heated, with heated seats was a two thousand six Mazda six, oh, and the seats nice. were perfect. No, 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 take it back. I lied. I lied. My ninety eight Bravada had heated seats. Oh, um, the, the the thing is though is that you know thirty years ago, who would have ever thought? That you could have heated seats. Who would have thought twenty years ago that you could have push button start? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought, you know, even even you know, you know, even ten years ago that you have cooled seats? I didn't know until I went to Florida that there are massaging seats. There are. So all right, all right, so listen, so, so so we got in. I had to go down to Florida 
to uh, do some IT work for the founder of our company, their house. Yeah. So we got to the airport. You know, we're you know we're flying on a private plane, which is weird enough in itself. <laughs> and so you land at the airport. You know, they pull the card up for you. They're carrying your bag as a car. It's just this is how like the one percent live, and it was amazing. Um, but so I'm getting in this car, and the guy next to me goes, "Hey, goes push that button right there." Push his button, and there's like a footrest in the back seat. Well, that's nice. Oh. Push that button there. Push that button there. It's a massaging seat. The back seat was massaging me with my feet up like I was a king. In a recliner. In a recliner in a car. The only thing that would have made that better is if it had one of those old 90s ho- like sleazy hotel room coin slots at the end of the bed. <laughs> Magic finger. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just a vibe. Did you ever use one of those? No. Gosh, no. Hilarious. No. I went on a couple of trips with my dad. Yeah. He was a truck driver back in the day, and we would end up at those kinds of hotels. I, and we never tried them out. We never just played right. with it or whatever, but... Um, my brother and I were with my dad one time on one of these trips and my dad went out of the room for whatever reason. And we had a little extra little quarter that we just found and we just stuck it in there just to see what That's it would awesome. do. It didn't do anything. It literally was just for an hour. It just, <laughs> it just hummed. It, it didn't it was move broken? the bed. It didn't do anything. It's it, awful. It was, it was trash. But like, but like, like. So now 10 years ago, you know, who would have thought that we would have, you know, you know, you know, adaptive steering or we would have, you know, the, the, you know, lane assist or you would have, you know, that, you know, the automatic brake feature, automatic start feature. Uh, I, you know, you know, I, I brought a buddy's truck, uh, uh, like last year, Uh it was a newer Ford F-150. Like I'm at a stoplight. Okay. And the truck turns off. I think the truck died. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to try, it won't start. Turns out it was like some like eco feature where like, if you're like, like at a stoplight, the engine will shut off until you start driving again. Yeah. And once you hit the gas, the fire back up. Funny thing is, is Honda, I think it was actually had that feature built into the Accord in like 2000 or really? 2001. It was literally like, you know, the old golf carts, yeah. the old gas powered golf carts that you would putty putt 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 and yeah. then you would pull up to a stop and then when you stop it off. would just turn itself right. off and it would only reignite and fire the engine when you press on the really? pedal it was exactly the same thing really and I had a friend uh, who she had that car and we were driving and we stopped at a stoplight and her car shut off and I was like oh crud Right. Did your car just die? You think it's and right. she was like, no, it does it all the time. And I'm like, are you sure that's a normal <laughs> thing? Because, I mean, I grew up with a dad that was a mechanic. And so right. I'm, I'm like this instantly. This is normal. Right. This is right. normal. I'm instantly trying to troubleshoot what's going on with this car. I'm like, that's not normal. And she's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. This is what my car is right. supposed to do. And she's like, watch this. And so she tapped on the gas and it started her car up to an idle. That's awesome. And then it died but again. Like, but like, but like, so you sit there, but things like that. You know, yeah. things like, uh, you know, you know, you know, even, even little things like ambient light. Uh-huh. Like I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember Haley had a, it was a 2000, I think it was like a, tw- like, a like a 2010, uh, Mercury Milan back in the day, maybe 2009 Mercury Milan. Oh, Mercury. And which it was a really nice, it was a really nice car. Yeah. Like it was, it was very, very nice. Uh, I love the car. Um, but like you, you, you hit a button and the ambient light in the car would change. It would go from like red to purple to green oh, wow. to blue. Fancy. So it, you know you had like like you know you try the road just tapping that button like having a seizure. Right. It's like you know a rave in the car. It was amazing. Um, I mean little things like that that you know you wouldn't have thought. 10, 20, 30 years ago would be in a car. Even even little things. Well, so, you know you know you know so, you know something as small as you know you know. You know, automatic window where you tap the the the, the window down button and it goes mm-hmm. all the way down. Well, even electronic windows and door locks. Yeah, that wasn't you know that wasn't were, really around to, what, what the eighties, eighties, maybe seventies. Well, I think it was the late eighties when it became more commonplace. But 
early 80s, Toyota actually pioneered some of that technology. Right. I had, when I was a, a younger man in my youth, if you will, I had a uh, 1982 Toyota Supra. Ooh, wow, look at you. Slick looking. Car. Yeah. It was a piece of junk, but it was a it slick was looking slick, car. It was, it was slick looking there junk, There wasn't though. much about that car that wasn't ahead of the curve right. with, with regards to automotive technology. It had automatic windows and door locks. Right. It didn't have a key fob. I don't know if it originally had one or if it wasn't something that happened, but it had automatic windows and door locks. It had an automatic automated sunroof. It had um, and a bunch of other like technology within the actual drivability of the car that made it way ahead of the curve. For example, um, anybody that knows anything about automotive technology will know a rack and pinion steering system mm-hmm. was almost unheard of at the time. In fact, I think the Supra, don't fact check me on this, but I think the Supra was one of the first cars to have that in a regular, in a non-racing capacity. Rack and pinion, which is super responsive right. steering. Um and then you've also got uh, it had four wheel independent suspension, which only in the last, I'd say the last six or seven years has become commonplace in automobiles, and even some still don't have that technology, and which made the the ride more comfortable. It made the overall experience of the vehicle better. It had automated headlights. That's this is very dated, but no, still. no, 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 no. Because no, I had a, I had a, an eighty nine Ford Probe. Yeah, that had oh, those gosh. headlights. The Probe. It was such a good. It, it, it was, it was my, it was my crappy car. Thank it you very much. Literally just an innuendo just on wheels. Garbage. <laughs> and like, like I remember sitting there and I like, like you know, I, you know, I might have said, listen, I'll give you two grand for a car. It's all you. It's all you're getting. So I'm, I'm car shopping. I find this. I find this Ford Probe. And I'm like, eh, it's two door, it's sporty. Then the headlights. Yeah, this is my car. This is the car for me. This and then the I one. wrecked it three weeks later because I was changing the I was changing the cassette tapes in the deck. I changed. I was putting it because I, I would make yeah. mixtapes uh, because my car had a tape a deck only. Yeah, uh, and so I was changing a tape deck, and I rear-ended a car and just destroyed the front end of that car. <laughs> Turns out it was made with with just mainly marshmallows and butter. The thing cringled like an accordion. Funny thing about mine was it also only had a cassette deck, um, which I didn't at the time. This was when uh, I had an iPhone 3 at the time, I 3G or something like that at the time. Yuck. And yeah, not a great phone. Uh, lasted forever and it was bulletproof, that thing. But anyway, uh, I, I had the cassette uh, auxiliary cable. That you would put this cassette tape that had a cable attached to it into your tape deck, press play, and it would literally cycle these these little things in there, and then you plug that auxiliary cable into your iPod or your phone or whatever that you had at the time, and it would play whatever music you had. And I don't even know, honestly, now that I think about it, it may not have been no, it wasn't my iPhone three. It was my Blackjack two. That Ooh, that's even worse. Yeah. That is infinitely worse. It had a headphone Uh. jack in it, and it was one of the first phones to come with the micro SD expansion port. So I put however much I could fit on two gigs, which is about 10 songs. And oh, I put it on that. Man, I was actually no, take you it was take, one take gig. You, take you an hour and a half, an hour and a half, and a half to, to download that song from LimeWire. Yeah, plugged it into my phone, and I would play it from my phone uh, through the radio, and it was it was awesome. But it's garbage. Um, so I did that, and uh, but my headlights. I had the same flip up headlights, 
except mine, the electronics for them had broken before I got, the, got it. Because, <laughs> see, I only paid $500 for this car. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Right? And so it was trash when I got it, and we barely got it to run. And one of the things that was broken irreparably was the fact that the headlights were stuck in up position all the time or down position. That'll help. I had to man, manually crank them. Right. So, uh, but man, it, it, talk about, talk about, because I mean, when you think about it, 82 was when that car came out. Mm-hmm. 82 and everything about that car screamed back to the future. For, for the record, that's like 37 years ago. Yeah. How's that feel? Uh I mean, not horribly bad because I wasn't born at the time that it came out. I was pretty darn close. Born eighty five. So, so like, 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 even today, like, so you know, you know, I, you know, I, I had a, I had a rental car a few months ago, and I had Apple Apple CarPlay or Apple Apple CarPlay. Is that what they call it? That's right. That's right. Because it, it it's, it's also Android Auto. Yeah. So Apple I had Apple Play, CarPlay. Apple CarPlay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So you talk about. An advancement, like 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 for, for for car technology, I was immediately in love with Apple CarPlay. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I would I, be it because I just in love with everything Apple, right? And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a terrible fanboy, but <laughs> like you know, whatever you do, you know, you tap your button, boom, you've got Siri. You know, you you, you sit there and you've got. You know, you're, you, you know, if you're, you know, I was I was using maps because because I was in Florida, so I was using the maps, and it worked out great. Yeah. I was using, uh, Turn you know, you know directions right. and all I was that. playing a podcast. I was playing, you know, you know, you know, Amazon Prime Music, and it works perfect. That you know, you know, you see the artist on the screen. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah, the 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 way the screen laid out was excellent. You know, and, and you know, you know, the screen was probably the size of about an iPad Mini. You know, you can get them bigger, but you know, in my situation, it was the best size of an iPad Mini in the car that I had. I I I, I, I had a Hyundai. Uh, uh, Tucson, mm. but I mean, the picture or using it was was beautiful because you plug your phone in and it immediately detects it, mm-hmm. and immediately your phone is not integrated. See, my, my car doesn't have Bluetooth. Yeah, mine neither. So I drive around with, with, with AirPods. I drive around. I've got a, I've got a uh, two. I've got a cigarette lighter plugged in with a uh, charging cable, sync right. cable, to charge my phone. And then I've also got the auxiliary cable plugged in to the radio because my car is fancy enough to have an auxiliary input, which I'm grateful for. Of course. But uh, one of the things that it uh, doesn't have is the my phone because I've got the I've got the 10s Max now. Um, Good choice. Interesting, interesting factoid for the listeners out there. Uh, since we uploaded our 10s Max review, I've actually upgraded to it, and everything in that video has been borne out. So if you haven't watched that video, go take a look. It's a great video. Quick shout out to our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of good content up there. Um, but so I've got the 10s Max. Of course, I had the 8 before, and it was the same situation where it only has the lightning port. Right. doesn't have a headset right. or head, headphone jack uh, and the charging port. And so you have to use both um, attachments in the same port, mm-hmm. which becomes problematic whenever you're trying to plug your uh, phone into the radio to listen to music, but also it needs to charge. And I love to listen to music. I love to, to uh, hopefully we don't have any police that listen to our station, but I Please like to don't. watch YouTube videos and Amazon movies and stuff whenever I'm traveling just as a way of keeping my brain active so I don't fall asleep. No, it's good for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's safe. Uh, but the problem is, especially with movies and TV shows and stuff like that, when you've got your screen going and you're outputting audio to your radio, it takes a lot of battery. Right. Right? And so you, you don't really think about this. And so... Um, 
there will be times like when I've driven to, um, let's just say St. Louis and back, um, by the time I got to St. Louis, I'd have, I'd get three quarters of the way to St. Louis, uh, and my phone would be almost dead. And I knew right. when I got there, I wasn't going to have any way of charging it because whatever I'm going there to do, I'm going to be out and about and away from a wall. So I don't right, exactly. to, I'm not going to have a way to plug it up. And I don't want to have to go buy one of those dumb battery belt pack things because, I mean, nobody needs to be that kind of nerd, right? You have one of those, don't you? It's like a portable battery a pack? charger, portable charger. Well, yeah, it's my ba- but but it's in my bag. Like, I don't use it unless I'm my phone's going dead. Right. Well, I don't have I don't carry a backpack with me. I don't have one of those, and I don't want to have buy one of those stupid like battery extending right. cable oh, or cases huge. to they're your huge. phone that make your phone like as big as a brick. It's, yeah, it's it's like it's, like it's got like a big old booty on it. Yeah, and they're just they're just hideous. They're just horribly ugly. Even the Apple designed ones are ugly. But anyway, so. You know, three quarters of the way to the trip, I have to unplug and plug my phone in and just listen to the dumb radio. Nobody likes a radio anymore. I do. Shut up. I listen to the radio. But, you know, you get the idea. Radio is, I mean, we're going to start a radio show. We're on, we're on a radio show for all intents and purposes now. But I don't want to have to get restricted to listening to the radio. And so, you know, but the idea of having CarPlay, like you're talking about, that's a huge plus. Great. That's something that takes away the need for you to even hold your phone because you can text, you can answer phone calls. You can't FaceTime yet, but I'm sure there will be a way to do it soon. Um, the only thing I think that will, and we're about to get into the segment of the show where we talk about the future of technology, and I have a few ideas for that, but you know, there are some things that they could even do with that going forward that would really take it to the next level. But you're right. I mean, the, the, the past, the technology that we have now if you were to go back 30 years and look at what we have now, you'd think it was so incredibly futuristic. And, right. and in truth, it is, but we're it, so accustomed to it. We right, really well, right, 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 right. But I mean, I, mean, I mean, we've grown with technology. You know, we've we've lived it our entire lives. So we've seen right. technology come and go. We know we see the hits and the misses. Yeah. But I mean, you know, all these, you know, you know, you know, I, I, the only technology I could think of that was probably a flop, like car wise. And because I think the car technology always always, always kind of hits it, you know hits it right. I remember that there was I, I, I think it was was it was it a Volkswagen I think they had a cooled the the, the glove box was chilled for like drinks and stuff snacks yeah. and stuff yeah so basically like a, a like a refrigerated lunch box built kind into your of. car and that was kind of weird yeah the, well, what the, about the, the what about the debacle of the automated seatbelt. Do you remember those? Oh my gosh! Where you would get in? Those were incredibly unsafe, and it would automatically yeah. run back whenever you shut the door. Yeah, stupid. That, that, I, I got my Ford. It was terrible. So stupid. It was hard to get out of the car. It was just stupid. It was the worst idea. We had to wait for this little. Yeah, yeah. What is an emergency? And then you're strapped in there like an yeah. idiot. Well, what happens if that mechanic mechanism fails? And you just unlatch it. You get, uh, uh, I mean, you could unsnap it. Oh, was it just buckled into the yeah, floor? It was buckled in the, yeah, no, it was buckled in the thing that goes up. Oh, okay. But I mean, still, it was an annoyance. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like I said, like I said, there have been, there have been pieces here and there, small things that just didn't didn't pan out. Yeah. But for the most part, car technology, car, car technology is always a hit. Yeah. It's very very rarely, uh, uh, very very rarely is it a miss. There are a few vehicles overall that were historically not well received uh the pinto is a good example the delorean delorean wasn't well received in its time but it was way ahead of its time and since has become exceptionally popular even though there were only like 500 made i think it's a great looking car it's fat i love it anyway i'm also a fan of the series back to the future which you are not a fan of but 
anyway. I, I, think, I, think, I think John Mulaney describes that movie perfectly. What did he say? He just talks about how it's a weird, it's a weird premise of this guy goes back in time and sees his mom and like falls in love with his mom. And then he has to convince his dad. To no, his mom falls in love with his with mom. Him. Same thing. It's so weird. It is weird. Uh, but like I said, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think that when it, when it comes to car, comes to car tech, I think a lot of the things that they're doing now are, are I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not my car a ton. I'm really not. But there are certain features and certain techs I'm going to look for that I'm going to look for whenever I, uh, you know, when I'm when I buy a new, you know, you know there, there's certain things I'm going to look for. My child, there's certain <laughs> things that, that, that I'm going to look for when I buy a new car eventually yeah, in yeah. the next four or five years. Right, auto self driving. One of my favorite pieces of new technology, current technology, I guess you should say, in automobiles, is aerial view. On the dashboard. Have you seen that? That 360 cam or whatever? 360 it's cam. It's weird. Where basically, I think it's a, you have a, a fisheye lens camera on your front bumper, your rear bumper, um, and it's either underneath on like the running board underneath your doors or at your uh, rear view mirror. I think it's your rear view mirrors. Each have one. And basically what it does is your car takes that 180 camera view from all four of those locations and it interpolates that footage and compiles it into what is effectively an aerial overhead view of your car that shows up on your dash, hmm. either in your gauge cluster or in your center console. And what you do with that is it's basically the next generation of backup cam. So you know how right. backup cams came out and everybody was freaking out and thinking this is the greatest thing in the world. Uh, even before they had the heads up display that would pop up and show you where you were projected to turn to. Yep. Uh, and they were thinking about it, and they were like, pull forward, they'd shift in reverse, and all of a sudden you could see behind you without turning around, and you could you know, parallel, parallel park. But now they have it where you've got cameras all the way around your car that you can actually see an overhead view of your car in real time on your own dash where you can literally navigate your way into a parking space with very, very minimal mobility but very high accuracy. It's incredible. Yeah, I... Uh I, I've seen those. I, I, I think it's very interesting. I, I, I think that, that that we are on the verge of like self-driving cars. I think that that's. I think you're right. Going to be sooner than later. Well, I mean, Tesla's got autopilot built yeah. in. That's uh, limited. Um, it, but, it also it also hit a dude. Yeah, a couple well, dudes. Um, there is a. I think Google actually has a car, a self-driving car that they use for their. Uh, it's probably just a publicity stunt more than anything, but. It's a self-driving car that they use for uh, Google Maps or something, I think. Um, I think so. I'm not sure exactly what they use it for, but I've heard about it. Um, you know, autopilot is a thing. If you, have you ever seen the movie um, The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, years ago. It's a pretty good movie. No, yeah, it, it, was, it was a good one. He's not a great actor, but he, did, he has some good films. <sighs> that is blatant <laughs> lies. But um, the cool Kill thing... Me. Kill me! Go to the chopper! Kill no. me! <laughs> Listen, the pre- Predator was so good. Oh, predator yeah. was so good. And a hot take, the new Predator... Listen! ...was very good. I watched... I, ge- I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. It was... It I was, thought it was a very solid movie. It was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah. Like, I'm watching... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like... I, I'm, so I steal David's Amazon Prime movies. I just watch his Amazon. He, he says he steals. I gave him permission. He gave me permission to use his Amazon Prime on my phone. So I watch movies when I go to bed because 
when you're when you're married, you go to and, bed at the same time, and with a child, and I'm not tired at eight <laughs> o'clock at night. Uh, turned out, I'm still pretty well raring to go. Right. So I watch movies. So the other night, I, I was sitting there, and the predator, the predator was because it, it, it's called it's called the predator, right? Isn't I think it it's called the predator. Yeah. So it was on there. And I go in with minimal hopes at best. And I'd already given you my personal recommendation that yeah. it was a lot of fun. Of course, when I told you that, you were skeptical. I was. Because I don't exactly, in your eyes, have the best track record with loving certain movies that are that you also love. Correct. Of course, it's it's reciprocal because you love movies that I don't think are great. Really? And, what? Uh, I can't think of any of the top of my head. That's right. But this is not, mean this is not a real thing. The point is, is that I love movies the Predator, all the time that you don't like. The them. Predator is great. You it is to, good. You need it to watch it. You do like you do like a lot of Spielberg Spielberg films. I do, and I don't. I love. Well, Back to the Future, perfect example. We just talked about it. It's not good. It's great. Not good. But anyway, I do. Back I do. To like, the, the second one's okay because it's like futuristic. Yeah. Back to the, it, it always back to it the, always reminds me of a vine that I saw years ago where some kid bought like these like the like the the, the shoes the, the shoes like the like the self tying like Nikes that they came out with yeah and he goes he he goes so these are the kicks are the seat and outfit and, and 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 the camera the camera flashes him in this outfit and he looks ridiculous and then it goes this black guy laughing at him and I laugh really hard it's one of the, it's one of the funniest vines ever it's well, back, back to uh, back to um, the sixth day one of the coolest things about that movie is the car. In my opinion, one of the most memorable things is that Arnold and his little his little buddy that he works with, whatever it is that they do, I don't remember exactly what their job is. But one of the things that I thought was really cool is that they get in this car and they go to work, and their car they are in a truck, a Nissan or whatever, and it is <laughs> your your daughter is screaming in the next room. She's having fun. It's a happy scream. <laughs> oh, she's okay. playing. I can't tell the difference. I'm not a father. You don't have kids. I don't have kids. I can tell the scream from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. I wonder if that's picking up on the mics. I don't think it is. It's it pretty. Is. It's pretty faint. The anyway, dog bark might. But one of the cool things about it was that they get in this car to drive to work, and they they basically just push a button on the dash, and the car drives itself. Mm-hmm. You know, another example in film is uh, I Robot Will Smith. Oh. Also, a good movie. Good movie. Good movie. I've got that one on my Amazon. Feel free to watch. I will. Uh, <laughs> And it is um, the cars, almost all of them are automated. Now, they have the, op- the option to go manual, but almost nobody in the movie does except for Will Smith. Um, so I think that self-driving cars is going to be a thing that is we're fairly close to achieving. But um, <laughs> I love it. I love the studio. This seems like a good time to uh, break for a commercial for sponsors. What do you say? Sure. Austin, did you know we have a website? We do. We do. We have a sweet website. Well, how did you make a website? You're not even a website doctor. I'll tell you. Please do. I got my doctorate in websiting. Hey. (laughs) And what I did, let me just detail for you, just just, just quickly. I'm all ears. and (laughs) Just just quick. The excitement in my heart is palpable right now. Stop it. What I did was I went to... Get this, Wix.com, W-I-X.com, and I signed us up for a website. You did? I did. And actually, they sponsor us, so technically... Thanks, Wix. <laughs> technically, they gave us a website, but still, here's what happened. I went on their website. I picked a theme from one of their thousands of professionally designed themes uh, or templates or whatever you want to call them, and then I just like 
bada bing, bada boom, drop this here, drop this hair, hair, scalpel, you know, stitch it up, bada bing, bada boom, you got a website. That's like when my grandma had surgery on her knee. Yeah, pretty much exactly the same as that. Except less blood and bodily things and more website-y things. And check it out at A-A-N-D-D-S-H-O-W.com. A-N-D-Show.com. And say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Wix.com, for their support. Go sign up for their, for their programs and then also, yeah. And we're back. What a great word from our sponsors. Love them. Lo- yeah, same. But this is the time of the show, I think often that we should uh, look forward with what technology will be. I've got a couple of thoughts, personally, okay. um, pretty much based exclusively on science fiction. But I think it would be a good time for us to discuss, like, what do we think, based on where, uh, where technology is with automobiles now, where do we think, uh, let's say, the next 10 years and then the next 50 years, where do we think we'll be as a culture as the human race with automotive technology, do you think we'll ever graduate beyond the need for automobiles? Or do you think that we'll be confined to these steel or plastic rolling cages that we get ourselves from A to B in? Well, I, I you know, I think that, that, that what that does is, is, is that's going to beg the question of where, you know, where is auto technology going to go in the future? Where, where, right. You know, what, what are the improvements can you make? You know, can, can, will autopilot ever be, you know, will, Will self-driving cars ever really come to fruition? Yeah, um, I would say yes. I would say yes. Event. I don't. I don't know that it'll be good enough in the next ten years. I think. I think it's still a ways off. I. 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 You know. I know that they. They say that that it's close, but I think it. it it's quite a ways off. I think. I, I really do believe that. I mean, I agree with you, but I agree on it for a different reason. I don't necessarily think that it's the technology that's limited that's causing it to be a further-reaching goal beyond the next 10 years, I think more likely than not with the way that the political landscape is of America and the world at this point, uh, particularly in the United States, I think that more than likely what will end up becoming the future of self-driving automobiles, because the technology is there. And right. I think with, with intention and with refinement, it could be made into something that would be beneficial and would work the way it's designed to work. The problem then isn't does the technology do what it's supposed to do, keep you on the road, keep you safe, keep you in the speed limit, get you to A and B. The problem is not whether the technology will work. It's whether or not the rest of the people not using that technology will work with that technology operating autonomously, right? So my thoughts are that self-driving cars will only become commonplace and will only become the standard if they are standardized. Okay. Enforced. Um, and I'm thinking that it may be not in the next 10 years and probably definitely not before they perfect the science and the technology, but I'm thinking that if we continue to trend toward safety over independence and we continue to trend toward autonomy and convenience over nostalgia, then we will end up in a society in the future, I would say with within the next 30 years, um, where there are no more self-drive or independently dri- driven by human vehicles. That it's, there are niche markets for that, like racing and other things like that, that will probably right. remain that way. But 
for major thoroughfares and roadways, there will no longer be uh, people driving vehicles, which I now that I think about it, that's the only way that a self-driving car could really be effective. But at the same time, that is a uh, dangerous path to go down um, economically speaking because of the idea of how many people drive for a living. How That's many part people, of the problem. Yeah, and if you have somebody that their entire their entire income is based on their ability to drive and haul and move for, move uh, goods from A to B, and then you replace them with an autonomous vehicle, right? Then they're out of a job. No, exactly. And it doesn't make sense for a company, say FedEx, to pay somebody to babysit a machine that, for all intents and purposes, won't make a mistake won't get tired, will be able to drive nonstop without brakes, without stopping for, um, you know, driver safety stuff. Yep. So did, did, didn't someone try to do a self-driving car like, 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 like truck recently? Actually, Tesla is in the process. In fact, this year are scheduled to release to the public their version of an uh, it's not an automated vehicle. It's an electronics uh, semi truck. And let me tell you something. It looks awesome. It is a cockpit style interior. So it's no longer a driver passenger seat orientation. Okay. It's a center seat. Like it looks like an airplane cockpit. It's got three heads up display screens mm. scattered across. Actually, maybe more like five. It may have three big ones and two smaller sub screens. Really? And it's got a 360 wraparound windshield, um, and it's obviously it's battery powered. It can go, I think, up to 800 miles per charge. It's it's purported to be able to pull an 80,000 pound load from zero to 60 in 20 seconds. Seriously, that's the that's the specs on I mean, it. That's that's impressive. And they're only expected to range in the hundred and fifty to hundred and eighty thousand dollar per truck range. Hmm. Which is only just under um twice what the Model X costs. So you're looking at a truck that's comp uh, competitively priced to a petrol burning vehicle that is safer with all kinds of safety regulations I don't have time to go into. Um but that's also um, doesn't burn fossil fuel, so it doesn't have any pollutants. It's not reliant on um, that kind of fuel system, so it doesn't have to refuel for. And it only. And I think they said that you can go from a zero to one hundred percent full charge in I think like an hour. Wow! So you're looking at a safer, more economical, um, easily controllable, faster, better hauling comparatively priced vehicle that your driver can control, drive, do whatever, stop for an hour, get fully charged, and you can go 1,600 miles in mm. the same time, that, in, the, in actually less time with less expense than you would actually do in a similar vehicle that does the same thing with less power. That's interesting. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, no, I think I think automated vehicles are a thing of the future. I think what we're going to have to do as a as a as a species, as a, as a people, as an ecology or an, uh, an economy is we're going to have to evaluate the viability of autonomy and whether or not it's something that we want to 
we want to try and 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 put into practice in our uh, in our economy because of the ramifications of automating things that were done by people. It's always been. I mean, you've got, for example, you've got automated teller machines, ATMs, right? ATMs basically do the job of a teller. That's why they're called an automated teller machine. You've got at, at Walmart's and Target's galore and other shopping centers. Almost every single one of them, literally, sixty percent of the registers manned by people have been removed in favor of self checkout. Hot take: I love self checkout. I mean, I'm a big fan of self checkout. I would. I, I don't want. I don't want to make friends. Okay. Same. I and if I want to go buy some probiotics for my ailing stomach issues, I don't want to have to explain to somebody or look somebody in the eye. What are you buying this gut-wrenching, you know, colon blow for, you know? <laughs> Could we get a price check on the anti-diarrheal medicine, right, please? Right. Ma'am, I don't have time for a price check. I'll give you 20 bucks right now. I need to get out of here as I we speak. I will give you $100 I've got to go. if you will just put that in that basket so I can leave. give me the anti-diarrheal medicine, And, and that's, one of the most, that's one of the more uh, docile things you could purchase at the Walmart. Yes. And uh, I, I, I remember I got so fed up with the cashier there one night because I went to get NyQuil. Did you card do, you want it? Do you have your ID? Like, I forgot yeah, my ID. Like, I live, uh, like, uh, you know, at the time I lived at home, I was in Trilla, uh, and I went in with, Haley and I were dating, and I went to get with my mom. My mom was sick. I ran to get some NyQuil. Not a big deal. Well, do you have your ID? I'm sorry, I forgot it. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not going to sell this to you. And she wouldn't sell it to me, and I lost it. I had a very unchristian moment in that Walmart, and I said, ma'am, this is ridiculous. I, I know you're doing your job, but this is dumb. It is easy. It would be easier for me to go buy a, 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 a half pint of, of, of whiskey as opposed to buying Nyquil, right? And you know, and you know, that's just with your personal experience of buying something or trying to buy something and having to deal with a person. But one of my worst experiences was I went into the Walmart to buy something simple, like a bag of carrots or something, and I'm standing in line with my piddly two or three things that I need. And the person in front of me ha- was, you know, stocking up for a for an exciting weekend. <laughs> Let's just put it that way: purchasing some adult products. And the person at the register was like, "Was it Nyquil? Was it been Nyquil? One box of let's just call it Nyquil. <laughs> one box of Nyquils. Um, <laughs> Wild. Yeah. And I'm just I'm embarrassed." To be in the same line as this person, I didn't know who they were. Ted, just kidding. But anyway, so you know we have to we have to examine as a culture we have to examine not only the viability of self driving cars but the the uh, the idea of autonomy when it comes to you know the ramifications of whether or not it would take away jobs from people, you know. Yep. And the more technologically advanced well, that we have, the more we grow closer to. The this, economy where well, people are going to be impoverished because right, they can't do their job. This anymore. is this is more of a political take on it, yeah. but I think that you wouldn't see these the this technology coming into play if people weren't clamoring for a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. You're probably right. And, you know, you know, you know, you're 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 entitled to your own personal political beliefs, and and, and 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 you know, I'm happy to discuss what I believe, but I think that whenever you say that minimum wage, you know, minimum wage has to go to fifteen bucks an hour, businesses like. Uh, Walmart's and Target's and even McDonald's now has has a has a 
a checkout thing. I, I did one in. Uh, oh, were you? Uh, like it was, you it was outside of Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. I, I was outside of Indianapolis, and you go in the store, and it was all at a kiosk, and you enter what you want on there. Your I toppings saw and your burgers. Not yeah. long ago. And so you know, th- th- this is going to happen more and more often, yeah. because the technology to implement it may be. You know, twenty or thirty grand for a kiosk, but guess what? If it's I'm paying you fifteen, yeah, if I'm paying you fifteen, fifteen bucks an hour, it pays for itself pretty quickly. But I think that if there wasn't this big push nowadays in society for this, you know, almost uh, you know, you know, you know, near doubling of minimum wage, that I think that you wouldn't see this happen. I, I think that you know, you, you know, you would be having, and, and I've got family members that post on Facebook about how you know they are so. You know, don't use self checkouts and blah yeah. blah blah. It's like, no, I'm I'm going to use. I'm not going to stand in line to buy two things at Walmart. Well, okay? when you when you think about it, revisiting your argument right. against the the excessive minimum wage pursuit, when you look at a self checkout kiosk, let's say that jerker costs twenty grand. Yeah, that's a pretty expensive overhead cost, but that's a one time right. plus some minimal servicing fees, well, maintenance, etc. You're looking at thirty one thousand dollars plus for a fifteen dollar an hour salary. Yeah. Forty for, for, for forty hours. Forty Let's hours say, a week, fifty two weeks a which, year. Which you know, McDonald's is open a lot of them are over twenty four hours. Yeah. And you're looking at three rotational shifts. You're looking at a crew minimum crew of five well, I, people per right. shift. I'm at the point now where like, you know, you know, I'm ordering pizzas online. I'm not even calling places anymore. Yeah. I'm ordering B dubs online. I'm not Going to places to order food anymore. I mean, the pizza we had earlier for dinner, I you ordered online. online, and I went and picked it up from the store. Yeah. And if there had been a way for them to put it in a Dropbox and me pick it up, <laughs> I probably would have done that. That's <laughs> the greatest Amazon feature I've ever heard of. Yeah, they put it in your trunk. Yeah. Have you heard about that? No. Amazon's got a trunk delivery service oh where gosh. you literally will send them, or I don't exactly how it works, but you, I think you mail them a key that works on your trunk or something. Or maybe they send you something. What if, what if they steal your car? What if Amazon's got someone like on their last day? It's like, you know what, man? Screw this job. I'm stealing this car. <laughs> it may not be a key. It may be something that they have like a key fob button thing that you bring it and you do something with programming it. They give you instructions to program it to your car and then you mail it back to them hmm. and then they deliver things and they'll literally put them in the trunk of your car for you no matter where nice. you are. I haven't looked that up. Yeah. I don't know how they would find your car. I'm gonna purposely order like jack every I'm gonna vehicle. Pur- purposely order like too many things. Be put like, them on the trunk. <laughs> put them on the trunk. Put like a, a rabbit animal in your trunk just to see what happens. <laughs> just, just that that guy put in our show where the, the, the kids are playing with the possum. Yeah, put a GoPro. I think it's dead. Probably it's playing possum. Put a GoPro in your trunk. There he is with a with a a possum, <laughs> and then order something from Amazon just to see what they do. I love it. But no, I think you're. I think we're onto something there because automotive technology, the future of, there's going to be a couple of things. Automation obviously is one of the first things Te- you think of. Technology is cheaper than human resources. That's true. That's true. And, and autonomy is it, for, well for for the most part. For the most part, you know, when it comes to large scale technology, that, that, that's different. Yeah. But if you know, if I, you know, if I can buy a kiosk for twenty grand, that's cheaper than a human being for mm-hmm. a year. And so, you know, I think that that, that as technology advances. We're gonna see more of this now. Yeah, now, right. is that is that a bad thing or a good thing? I don't. I don't know. I think when it comes to automated, I work in tech, cars, so it keeps me employed. <laughs> yeah, right. I think when it comes to automobiles, I think it's a good thing with negative consequence or negative side effects, because when you're talking about auto self driving cars, and if you look at the landscape 
of of vehicular travel and you look at the per, the prospect of either minimizing or completely eradicating automobile accidents because all cars are self-driving and there are there is no longer such a thing as an overcorrection right. or an issue other than like a computer glitch or somebody being an idiot and walking out in the middle of the street even that would probably be minimized right. because those those vehicles would be like have you seen those new uh table saws that have finger detection Mm-mm. where you can literally oh, yes. it's amazing yeah, they did they like a hot a, dog yeah and they'll take the hot dog on the road yeah. right up to the blade and it doesn't even touch the blade it's amazing it literally will lock the blade in place before it even gets close to cutting the the, the hot dog and it's, it's designed to do that with your fingers if your finger gets close enough to that blade it's got a detection I feature that you know and i would imagine they would install some similar f- function to a vehicle like that where it's like it'll look ahead far enough with a radar or something and notice a biological life form and automatically halt itself and all the com- cars on would be networked into right. some kind of travel system or some kind of mapping system they would all detect that same thing and that slow down and they would all adjust accordingly and so basically you're looking at the possibility of a of an automobile accident free utopia when it comes to driving but at what cost that cost would be Probably human resources, human resources, jobs, things of that nature. But uh, you know, so that's a that's a significant discussion, right? One less significant discussion: flying cars. So now you want to discuss Jetsons technology? I, I, I for me, no. I, I I just, it's just a hard no for you. It's a hard no because then we you know we, we've all got we, we've all got to have pilot's license. We're gonna hate on the Jetsons. And listen, when I was a kid, I remember taking my mom's Altima, going 110 miles an hour down Route 16 in in, in, in Central Illinois. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's what dumb kids do. Yeah, you give me a flying car, I'm doing loops and corkscrews all over the place. It's a fair point. I think the only you think way kids I... are bad drivers now. Try texting and flying, dear <laughs> lord. Gosh. The only thing, the only way that would work would be automated. Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be. Unless, of course, it's I don't know. Back to the I guess style. you know, you know, you know, you, you know, you see flying cars on like in Blade Runner, and yeah. you see them in like Star Wars with you know Ewan McGregor, Star Trek with shuttles, Star Trek with shuttles. I just don't see it happening in my lifetime. Period. Let alone in my probably my my, my kids' lifetime or my grandkids' lifetime. I think I think I think I think that technology is easily easily two hundred years off. 200 years. You heard, it, you heard it here first, folks. Expect flying cars in the next 200 years. 200 years. Back to the Future predicted a few things. A few of them came true. We are predicting self-driving automated flying vehicles within the next 200 years. So, so in 2319, you can go get your flying Chevrolet because the name will change by then to Chevrolet. Chevrolet. It'll be, it'll be, at that time, it'll be, will be owned by the French. The French. They're going to finally start with their game and... That would be... Get some gall. We'd, we'd, we'd lose French toast. It would just be toast. <laughs> just, fries, just, fr- just, just fries. Just fries. Or just potato sticks. Hot, crispy potato sticks. Freedom fries. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember I remember. when they, when they were calling French fries freedom fries. That, oh, was, the, gosh, that, that, that was the lamest... Lamest troll job by 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 Americans ever. See, hundred percent, hundred percent lame. I mean, it kind of worked though because now it's almost unheard of for you to go to a burger burger store 
burger joint and order French fries. It's like burger and fries. Well, I, but I was or waffle fries if you're at the Chick Fil A. I was calling call French fries. I think I call French fries or fries. Quick, quick question. Quick question. Unrelated to technology. Oh, good. In the hierarchy that is the French fry world, what French fry reigns supreme? The shoestring. The shoestring, like like steak and shake. Well, just like just like like like, like that like like that like McDonald's. Like, all right, here, here's here, here's my breakdown. Okay. Yeah. And I've had I've had this discussion multiple times, and I'm correct on this. Your wife is literally shaking her head. Number one the is always going to be just like regular fries, like McDonald's, steak yeah, and yeah, shake, yeah. Freddy's, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, followed probably by waffle, mainly Chick Fil A waffle fries mm, with Chick Fil A mm-hmm. sauce for dipping. Mm, come uh, on, sir. and then we're gonna go with uh, probably crinkle, maybe crinkle, probably crinkle. Ooh. See, you lost me there. But then I got tots after that. Tots don't count. That's not a French fry. Shut up, Satan. <laughs> Coming up next is probably man. I guess steak fries. Steak I fries guess. are an actual French. There's so much potato. I don't though. like it. Yeah, and then number six is, is, is sweet potato fries. Okay, so that is an abomination, abomination to God. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sweet potato in general. Now, there is no, one no, thing. No, 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 hold on. You get some brown sugar and butter in that bad boy. Well, I mean, I've had it and it's tolerable, but whether <gasps> I like it or David. not is not, a, is not a thing. But here's Who the thing. are you? When it comes to sweet potatoes, there's only one thing that I love that's made with sweet potatoes, and that's sweet potato chips. Never had those. Never had sweet potato. Have I had those? Like, I've had those. Like Ruffles style Potato chips. I don't know. I've told I've, I've had those before. They good. They real good. I uh, I don't know. To me, it, 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 if, if, I, if I'm having fries, uh-huh. I want fries. I don't want steak fries. I don't need a potato. If I wanted a potato, I would have ordered the potato. I right. ordered. I ordered fries. Have you seen those those um, steak fries that you? They're actually not even called fries. They're called literal potato wedges. Which, yeah. if you have them, have them from the, fr- the right place, they're and you gross. have them cooked good, nope, they're gross. they can be good. But there's a, tater there's so tots are a fry. Tater tots are a fry. How, no, how tater tots are you? not a fry. Why because not a fry? if tater tots are a fry, then uh, hash browns are also a fry. It's not the same thing. It's literally the same thing. It's One of them is in, a, is in a nugget. Tater, One of them tater, is tater tots are not a breakfast food. Tater tots are they're, they're tots. You're thinking of the hash brown... Uh, uh, nuggets. No, because hash those rounds. are also called, called hash rounds from Taco no, John's. They're called hash rounds. They are the same. They're hash rounds at Hardee's. Nope, nope. And they're not, not fries. They're, ha- they're the round little hash round but things. I'm talking about hash browns or like, like the, at the stick at, the at McDonald's. House. But this is the same thing. Tater tots are, are, are a fry. Tater tots are not a fry. This is a garbage discussion. I'm getting teamed up on it. I don't <laughs> like it. Tater tots are a fry. How dare you? Tater tots are not a fry. They're a fry. That is all there is to say. You're wrong. I am right.